When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I don't hear me. No. All right. Yeah. Wow. Who was using that? Wow. wow. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But okay. Okay. Are we good? Can you make sure we're recording? Uh, okay. I trust you. I can't see you blocking. See? Okay. I like all right. Double checking. Triple checking. All right. It's all. It's all good. All going on the podcast. Oh, we're recording. So, hey, welcome to What Difference Does It Make? Good start. Woo! We love the 80s. Yes, (laughs) indeed we do. We should do a podcast about this. How about about we call it What Difference Does It Make? I don't know. That's crap. I don't like it. I like that one. That's what we're calling it. Damn it. All right, fine. Hey. Hi, Dave. Hi, Holly. What's going on? How you doing? Stop it. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, It's it's been a, a little bit of a while. It's been and I've missed you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think. You've been traveling, seeing the world, and okay. living a life. I have been. But All this right. is living the life, too. Stuck in the studio? I This this is the favorite part of my week. Is it? Yes, it is. All right. I love this. Nice. I do, too. It's fun. Let's continue to do this. Why did your voice rise a couple of octaves? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I love it, too. <laughs> you know, I can do it myself. If you just oh, want to quit, I'll just carry on myself. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't you dare! Okay, no, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't. You're already, you're already breaking off. You're doing the Stevie Nicks thing. <laughs> no, I'm doing the solo thing. I'm committed to you. You know, our our manager said that they thought I should go it alone, but I said I'm not doing this without Dave. Oh, okay. Oh, good. God, that manager. We got to get rid of that person. Yes. Take a lot of money too. I know they're taking all of. I don't have any money from this podcast. Why? The manager take, takes it all. Is that right? Is that yeah. how that's working? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, okay. We got we got to work something out. Um, so can what we, are we doing? Can we get back to K-Rock? Because I really want to count some more down. Uh, yes, we are counting them down. What uh, what year are we at? We are 1982, and we are at number 50 yes. on the K-Rock, the world-famous K-Rock, Rock of the 80s. I don't know if you can put all those together because they are the world-famous K-Rock, and they are also the Rock of the 80s. Yes. Um, we are count, counting down the chart from 1982. Yes, this has been fun. Um, uh, yeah, and as, as I've uh, mentioned on every episode, they redid this uh, this countdown, and um, but we're going off these uh, the original countdown because there's a number of songs that time has forgotten 
that uh, we feel we should include. Yeah, there's a lot of these yeah. artists that are like, I don't remember this, but then you play it, uh, and you know, thanks to YouTube, it's all there. Yep. You can play it and enjoy it. And I gotta say, fifty to however far we're going today, there's some interesting ones in here. This uh, we started off with uh, with a bang, <laughs> or with some killer pussy. Some killer pussy. Uh, teen- Teenage enemy nurses in bondage. Yes. Uh, did you re- did you listen to the song? Yeah, I didn't even have to listen to it. I remember the song vividly. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, Although it's funny. So killer pussy. This is, is from the album Bikini Wax. Yes, led by Lucy Lamode. Lucy Lamode. But they call them a, a satirical punk rock new wave band. At the mo at the at the time when when this song was popular, I wouldn't have necessarily call them satirical. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah, I totally. I mean, I don't know. I was listening to it again, and I immediately thought of the B fifty twos. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, you know that that little cheesy keyboard. And yeah, it's fun. It is fun. It is good stuff. Can you name yeah. any other pussy bands? See, Pussy I, Riot? Very good. Thank you. Nice. Others? Um, uh, do you remember Nashville Pussy? Nope. Okay. They were uh, they were a rockin' band from uh, like uh, probably late in the 90s, early 2000s. They still might be around. I do not uh, There's remember. a current band called uh, Thunder Pussy that's pretty good. Oh, yes. And uh, yeah, and yeah, Pussy Riot. So yeah, you know, still good. Yes. <laughs> I mean, still effective always, in the name. Oh, totally. You could always yeah. name your band after your uh, uh, pet cat. Yep. <laughs> uh, can I give you just one fun fact before we move on? Please, because I don't have any. Uh, fun. Oh, yes. I will have one other fun fact because I will always ask you, is this on the K-Rock list now or has it? Is it the song that has been forgotten? I'm going to guess it's still there. It is still there. Yeah. This yeah. was a big K-Rock this was a big K Rock. I was kind of hit. surprised. I thought, uh, I don't know. No. Yeah, one hit wonder, but uh, still, still being played on K Rock and uh, and recognized. So that's nice. Yeah. All right. So yeah. give me the fun fact. <laughs> so Lucy Lamode, who I said was the the mm-hmm. lead singer, despite her self described horror persona, she was a virgin all through the the height of the group's success. She never used drugs, and she did not have her first beer until the age of twenty six. Oh. How about that? For the lead singer of a band called Killer Pussy and a song called Teenage Enema Nurses in Bondage. <laughs> How about that? There you I, go. I think a lot of singers are are actors. I think you, you see that a lot. Yeah, it's always a persona. I think yeah. I see that a lot in hip hop. Like, you know, uh, I think a lot of uh, like someone like even Cardi B where she's, you know, <laughs> she she puts on this persona. But then you see her on talking on interviews and she seems very humble and, and she kind of seems genuine. But, you know, but you don't hear that in hip hop. And I think that's a lot. It's just always boastful. But there's uh, and I think, you know, but that's not the necessarily the lifestyle they lead. It's just kind of. Yeah, it's a person. It is a. a, Yeah. Yeah. Because you get to be someone else if you want. Exactly. I think so. I think that's that's what happens a lot with the in in movies and in in entertainment. Movies, though, I I think more so. And here I'm just postulating here. Go ahead. I think they want to believe who they're seeing on stage in music is who the person really is as opposed to, you know, when you see someone in a film or in, a, in you know, in the theater that they're acting, that that is not, I mm-hmm. mean, for the most part, that isn't them. Is, there's a little of both. I mean, I think when they're, when someone's singing a song there, it's a little bit of, of their personality. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's, like, them, it's them. I mean, obviously, especially if they're a songwriter, but it could be taking on a different persona in, in a song. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, but and then also in, in movies, I think it's 
you see a little bit of, I mean, you're watching Brad Pitt. You know it's Brad Pitt. I mean, he could be acting and doing something that's different, true. but you know, you know that's Brad Pitt. And that's, you know, he brings a little bit of his, of something of his Brad Pittness to, to, <laughs> to every role. It's true. And, and you can't help but think about their, you know, the stuff you know about them personally or, or alternately with, with singers. Okay, I'll use Adam Levine as a, okay. as an example. We know he's married to Patty Prinsloo, you know, the Victoria's Secret model. I do now. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Oh, we thought, well, as, a, as, as fans, we know that this, this a, is common. What was a Maroon 5 fan called? Is it like, you know, it's not Fanalo, it's, uh, or, you know, dead, <laughs> a, maroon. A, a maroon head. A maroon? A moron? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Maybe you're you can f- come f- up with a clever name for us. You're a five head. <laughs> Fiver? I don't, I don't know. You come up with something because I know you are yeah. one of those. Uh, and a pink, uh, pink head and a maroon head. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, pink. I'm so excited. Anyway, so when he's singing, and she is in in uh, one at least one of his videos. His wife, I think it's for Animal, the video Animal. But whenever he's singing, because you know him and you know he's you know of him and you know he's married to her, that you always want to or you always tend to believe that he's singing about her. Whatever song he's singing, mm-hmm. he's singing about her. That's interesting. Know. Okay. No, that's good. I don't know. I don't know, I that, I don't know probably, because I would prefer to think he's singing about me. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's why it works. Open to interpretation. Who is he singing to? Right. No, but see, I just think he's singing to his wife. Okay. And that's, that's and that's and that works for you, obviously. I guess. If, if he can't be singing about me, it works that he's singing about his wife. Okay. <laughs> yes. The shirt on or off when he's singing to you? Uh, it's both. Like the, he takes it off while he's like singing the, to me. Do you like the tattoos? Do you like that look? I do, I don't know across the board, but I happen to like it on him. I like tattoos. Okay, tattoos Not, on Jews. You you approve of that? I'm good with tattoos on Jews. I'm a tattooed Jew. I know, but it's not like on your chest. You know, it's not. You you're know? not covered. I don't. <laughs> I'm assuming something. I right. don't. So. I do have a new one though. Do you? What'd you get? I do. I got a, an oyster. My my an oyster. best bud and I got oysters on our feet for. Uh, particular reason. Okay, I do know that your your feet are covered in tattoos apparently now, right? No, just isn't one. It, one on my ju- foot, one on my ankle. Well, that's, I mean, the foot region. <laughs> What's going on? But they're two separate feet. What type of oyster is it? It's a pretty oyster. Do, are there different types of oysters? I don't know. Is it, where, is it from Maine? Is it from, uh, you know, where? Or is do it they from make Canada? oysters in Maine? I mean. Yes, it's a Canadian oyster. It's a Canadian oyster. Yes. Canoyster. <laughs> Very good. Yes, it's a canoyster. I like just mashing words together, as you can tell. Yes. All right. Well, that's nice. Just so, so, so yes, I don't mind my Jews tattooed. Uh, but but you do have you've partnered with people. You've partnered with your daughter and with your your best friend. Yes. Your bestie. You have themes. Yes. Kind of like necklaces, like with like, like a mitzvah. Remember the the mitzvah? Ne- yeah, the split hearts. Yeah. We used to call them mitzvah. Oh, is that what that was called? That's what we call them. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that's because all my friends were Jewish. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Learning so much today. <laughs> yes, but exactly the same concept, except we have full tattoos. Full tattoos. Oh, right. We didn't. We don't each have half. But they are. But they're identical. Yes. Okay, and you got them together. We did. Were you holding hands? No, we did them one at a time. In separate places, or or no, oh, at the same th- place. But she went first. Same tattoo artist. You should have ran right after that. I was. I was tempted to when she described it as uh, the feeling of an exacto knife carving the same place on your foot over and over. Yeah, no thanks. It's not for me. <laughs> yes. God. It hurts. And supposedly, 
FYI, that might be the most painful place on the body to have a tattoo. This is what our tattoo told the tattoo artist told us. On, I'm sorry, where on this, the top of your foot? Oh yes, I've often heard uh, that when you're, I mean, if you're being attacked or something, just step on the top of their foot, and that's oh. that's how you can, uh, yeah, really. Uh, I never heard that. Yes, hurt Thank your you. opponent, or like right in the the throat. I just gotta stab yeah. them with your harsh finger. With my point, <laughs> my point will finger. hurt. Yes. <laughs> Oh, All right. oh, well, had, had I wish we would have had this discussion before, so I would have known. All right, just keep the face clean, please. <laughs> yes. That's all. Well, I the got. teardrops. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> there are forever. <laughs> so be careful. Oh my god! You'd be my first teardrop. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> After you kill me, if I, if I want to do this show alone, I'm yeah, just that's gonna... <laughs> right. Uh, we went out for my homie. Oh, all right. So that's the podcast. Have a good night. Check you later. Over and out. Just kidding. Over and out, Dave, for real. Oh, my God. <laughs> Watch your back. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay, 49. Oh, okay. Where are we? 49. I this just... one shocked me. Shocking? Why? Why is this so shocking? I was surprised to find Tom Petty still on the countdown in 1982. I thought we were done with Tom Petty in 1981. Uh, yes, this, and this was his highest charting song on K-Rock in 1982. Uh, you got lucky. You got lucky from the long after dark. Yes. Um, good album. And I love Tom Petty. I was just find, surprised to find him on K-Rock yeah, chart at this I, I th- point. I think there, uh, this was still battling. This might've been the last, uh, this was probably the last hurrah. When we go to 1983, I think there'll be, uh, there will be there will be less uh, yes of the songs that you heard on KLOS and KMET. There won't be any yes. more of those songs. <laughs> no mixture. No. Never the twain shall meet. Well, we'll see. Remember this when we move on to oh. 1983. All right. What um, so you do like? Uh, you got lucky. I like this song. It's funny. We were just talking about uh, um, you know your artist. Basing their their persona being their persona and it having you know their songs some maybe having to do with their own life. Uh, this, this this song specifically says not based on or appears to not be based on Petty's real life because he'd been married since 1976. Oh, okay. So and the song. What, oh, the, it's because he starts with the you know it, it's it good love is hard to find is kind of the theme of the. Well, which I guess could be. I guess it could be really about his, you know, because he did he did find a good love. Yes. But she she says in the song, he tells a girl that she got lucky when he found her, and he warns her that she couldn't do any better than him. Which is funny because that's not really a Tom Petty persona. Yeah, it's kind of boastful, but yeah. but it works. Yeah, you like the song? I I do like the song. I I, I have the album actually. I. I actually picked out the vinyl like oh yeah i think i still have this yeah i mean it's a, it's a good song i i don't i mean i remember this song i don't remember the album too much and uh it was always good to hear petty on the radio yeah. petty i mean he's one of those crossover artists i think he kind of worked both ways i i think both ways meaning like your traditional aor yeah. artist and still kind of considered new wave kind of bordered both of those one of those rare artists that could do that yeah, I just never really saw him as a new wave artist, but but a rock, rock, classic rock. Yeah, you know. No, it was great. I mean, it was great for Petty because he got you know the kids were still listening to, yeah. got to hear him and kind of got introduced yeah. to Petty, and so uh, yeah, he, that's one of the reasons he had a very long career. He, they say he he was one of the the few rock band, you know, American rock bands that embraced 
the concept of music videos for MTV. Which goes, he did some great videos. Remember the, yeah. when the, the video for, um, it was shot in the West Side Pavilion, when the West oh, Side yeah. Pavilion was new. Yeah, Free Falling. Free Falling. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's got, thinking, he, hey. He won the, uh, yeah, like Video Vanguard Award. Oh, uh, he did? Him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know for sure he did. He yeah. did win one of those. So, yeah. He, he loved those videos. It was good. <sighs> yes, I know. Deep sigh indeed. Yeah. He, he will always be missed. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah. Music will always be played, yes. which is good. Always nice. Here's one that, uh, and, and by the way, You Got Lucky is not on the, the updated list, not surprisingly. Oh, very interesting. I would, I would have guessed that. Yeah. Had you given me the opportunity okay, I to get ob- something right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um, okay, so this next one, um, uh, an artist's name, uh, the, the band's called Slow Children, mm-hmm. Spring and Fialta. Yep. Okay. Do you know anything about this? Uh, that's funny. This song didn't spring to mind with Slow Children. Uh, there were two other hits. So no, this, are you asking me about the song itself or about Slow Children? Actually both. Uh, why don't you tell me something? I don't know much. Um, but yeah, I did remember, uh, when I heard that song, I I remembered it. And, uh, I think you're also talking, there's a song called President Am I. Yeah. I I I remember that. Yeah. Once I played that, like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, it was a duo, uh, this Woman, the woman, uh, Pal Shalzar, she's uh, she was married to Jules Shear. Yeah, yeah, which I did not know until I was uh, researching them. Yeah, so and she, also a songwriter. She wrote some songs with Matthew Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna hold up a, a visual for you because you love the Water Boys. She designed this picture or this cover for the Water Boys album. Oh, this is really nice. Yeah, this is pretty good colors. Good. We'll, we'll post a picture of it. Yeah, Dream Harder yeah, by the Water Boys. That's great. Yeah, so she still does. She's that. an artist. She is totally an artist. Yeah, and th- and actually, this band is still together. I actually went on YouTube, and she performed this actual song, um, in, like a couple years ago in Silver Lake. And she know. did. Yeah, her both of them. They both. I guess they're still together, sort of. Or the once in a while they get together yeah. and they play. And yeah, she looked great. Still, you know. It was, it was kind of fun. They, they they just did like this acoustic version of the song. How fun! Yes, I think I think so too. It's great. You, you know, like something you did in your twenties, and then you move on and do something else, and then once yeah. in a while, like hey, you know, it's fun to come back. Let, to. Let's bring the band together and just kind of play some songs, and, and you know, let's get the band back together. Yeah, especially <laughs> if it's just a duo. You know, like yeah. well, let's play. So um, yeah, I, I I like this. I, I that's why I kind of uh, it's kind of exciting to go through these old songs songs of time forgot like i forgot yeah. completely about slow children but then you play it like oh this is yeah. really good yeah I, I like this it's uh you know it's nice i'm guessing this song though is not on the oh definitely uh that is definitely not on there yeah um but yeah but still wonderful yeah um still um uh, uh, it's it's worth listening to when you check out our spotify playlist Please make sure to, uh, to, to check out to, Slow Children. To, yeah, Spring yeah. Do the do the cert, do the deep dive. I start yeah. doing the deep dive, and like all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, Jules Shear. Can you name a song that Jules Shear? Oh wrote? god. Okay. <laughs> he had two uh, two songs that you probably know. Um, one is by the Bangles. That's uh, if she knew what she wants. Oh yeah, I love which that is song. a great song. Yeah. yeah. And then she uh, he co wrote uh, all through the night uh, with Cindy Lauper. He did. Yeah. 
What were some of his own? I know he had his own. He had a couple of of hits. He did, one. and I can't. I did not. Uh, I was like, I'm going to stop the deep dive because I will do a deep dive. He, okay. you know, producer and did yeah. his own solo work. He uh, he had like minor hits, and I think he hosted some TV show, like a variety or not, like a music show on MTV. He was kind of like an '80s, like kind of. He was kind of like, like a time, like a timeless like, Dolby type person, where everyone was kind of. <laughs> Somehow has his hand in everything. Yeah, he had his hand in a lot of different things. Played back up here, produced this. Right, right. Yeah, he was one of those guys. So yeah, yeah. so there you go. So there's uh, yeah, there's your uh, slow Slow children, children. Jules Shear. It's all connected. I hope we see slow children again on this countdown. Oh, uh, will we? I hope so. I'm not looking ahead. Don't tell me. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. I haven't even looked ahead. Uh, I'm so focused on what we're doing right now. Good. I'm happy that you're living in the moment. Yes, eyes on the prize. There we yeah. go. Focus. All right. All eyes right. on the prize. I'm which fo- next? Focus on uh, number 47. Uh, wild sex in the working class. Boingo, boingo. Yes. Yeah. Can. Here we go. Ready for your test? Can you name the movie that this song was on? Yes, I can. 16 Candles. Of course. Yes. Farmer Ted, uh, who's the guy, the, the geek, the geek's dancing to, uh, no, it's is a Anthony dance. Michael Hall. Anthony, thank you. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall is, the, yeah. is like <laughs> the, the dorky just, dance. Yes. Doing his dorky dance to yeah. this song. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of long duck dong. It's <laughs> not from this. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's one of those movies. I think kind of like breakfast at Tiffany's where you looking back on it, it's just kind of horror. Some of this parts are very cringeworthy and watching <laughs> 16 Candles, sometimes it's a little cringeworthy. It's not like, you know, it's... It like is you remember a, it. It is, <laughs> excuse me, it is of its time. Um, a couple very offensive things going on. They're like, oh my God, this is, this is how we thought. Or, I this think is, I'm going to have to rewatch seen. it. It's still great. It's still really good. However, the, again, I'm going to think of, I can't remember the boyfriend's name, um, that, or the one that uh, Molly Ringwald was uh, in love with. Um, was it Andrew Shue? No, no, it was a guy who's this was his only movie. He's kind of a he's kind of a jerky boyfriend. He's kind of a jerk too in this. He's he's just bored Did all the time. Did we think he was a jerk at the No, he was just uh, dreamy and the ultimate and but I don't see what Samantha See, I even remember I remember all about uh Molly Ringwald <laughs> and Samantha was her name. Yes, okay. So yeah, the boyfriend was I don't know if he was a a one hit wonder his name was Michael Sheffling. He played yeah, my, Jake Ryan. That Jake was the Ryan, that's it. Yeah. Jake Ryan. God, I forgot. Jake Ryan. Um, yeah, not the not the best of the '80s boyfriends, movie boyfriends. He he would, probably wouldn't be the best. I think uh, Bender would probably be better from Breakfast Club if you were. <laughs> well, yeah, if you were choosing the bad boy. But I'm looking at, and I had forgotten he was in this movie, John Cusack. Oh yeah, John. oh you know, I have a massive crush on. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Cusack oh, was... had some great uh, '80s teen movies. Oh yes, yeah, Better anything. Off Dead. Yeah, say anything. Better <laughs> Off Dead is one of my uh, and um, the Sure Thing. Sure thing. That was a good one, too. Although, you know, again, probably rewatch these things and go, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll feel exact. I may feel that way about the movies, but I'll feel exactly the same about John Cusack. Okay. Yeah, you should. Yeah. He's a good guy. He uh, is. High Fidelity, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, oh, yes. He's dreamy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and smart. Although and smart, which I love. Okay. Is he? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to trust you on that. Yeah. No. Yes. All right, you're going down the the Cusack. Uh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> the, down the, the yeah. Cusack tunnel, wherever. 
Yeah. Um, so that's do you have a lot anything? Of deep sighs. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you got on uh, wild sex in the working class? <laughs> wild sex parentheses in the working class? Yeah. Uh, I I really don't actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oingo boingo. You know. This was a good album. Nothing to fear. Yeah. What else was on there? Private life. Okay. That was a good one. Uh, do you remember a whole day off? No. I don't think I ever. I, I think I bought the Oingo Boingo EP. Uh, you know, when they first came out, I, I think that might have been the only Oingo Boingo I own. Oh. But of course, you know, I heard them consistently on K-Rock. Yeah. Throughout the, the entire 80s. Yeah. Gray Matter was not was on this also. Oh, okay, that's a good one. So, did I ever tell you I saw I saw them at the, <laughs> I saw them at the Palace. I've seen them many times. Yeah. I saw them at the Palace. Uh, I went, remember the Palace on. Of course. On, um, now Bardot. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, I've never been. I haven't been there since oh, I was that. Oh, good. They do. Uh, they do. It's a school night every Monday night. You can. Uh, they have like free show. It's uh, like a free show. You can go there. See, it's nice. Fun stuff. I haven't gone Let's in a long, go long, long time. Okay. All right. If, if you could stay, can you stay out late? I get to stay out very late. Yes. Really? Wow. Um, <laughs> but I actually fell asleep. I was sitting in the. Um, this is. I'm, I'm. a. I'm a good sleeper. In case you didn't know that about me, I fell asleep <laughs> sitting in the chair. You know, you were standing at the, on the bottom floor, but there were seats up above yes. in the balcony, and I fell asleep during an Oingo Boingo show once. Not because <laughs> they were boring. I think I was just tired. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, I always laugh at my wife because I, when we were at uh, in, in college or not in college, actually, we had already graduated. We were living in New York, and we saw Jane's Addiction at the Ritz, and I was down. You know, in the in the pit, and like, and um, and Janice, she you know she didn't want to be in the pit, right? So she was upstairs sitting down, and it was you know for me it was like the greatest show ever. You know, it was like you know 1990, Jane's Addiction, Ritual, Habitual came out, yep. and I was like, and it was phenomenal, probably one of the best concerts I ever saw. And then afterwards, you know, I'm like all you know on, on high. You know, like, Do you have to wake her up? And she said, I I think I fell asleep during the show. <laughs> God, yeah. So, it so helps. you stayed it with helps. her. You knew it was love because you stayed with I, her par- when she yeah. fell asleep during. I, yes, still one of my favorite shows. That was yeah. just that was great. That was like, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. And it, it happens. You get comfortable, you fall asleep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you sit down. I guess that if you really never, want to see a show, you should stay standing. Never sit down. Yeah. Hey, so I, I would tell you. I'm sure I told you this. When we've <laughs> spoken about him before. I saw we saw him at the you know Perry Farrell at the at the uh, Skirball Center at the Noah's Ark exhibit when, okay. when Chelsea was little, little, she was probably in preschool. I went with a friend and we saw him and it was so out of context. He was with his wife and kid or girlfriend, wife, I don't know, and kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we just looked at you. It's just out of context. You know, you're at sure. it's like, like a museum. Your, it's like seeing your teacher outside of her, yeah, target. outside the classroom. Like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Right. Don't you live at school? Don't you? Yeah. Like Perry, don't you live on stage? <laughs> yes, what are you Exactly. Doing? Or in a recording studio. Yeah. What do you don't belong here? He's one of the chosen ones, so he can see yeah, at the skirball. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's go. Oh, look what we got here. Number 46. <laughs> I don't know. This is another King band. Yes. King Cotton, though. Different, way different than King Crimson. All right. So um, I actually uh, do not know anything about this, so please tell me. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I know. I mean, there's a lot of kings. And there's a, there's Josie Cotton also, but uh, this is not a. They're <laughs> also different. Also different. They were kind of like funky. I didn't remember the song. I remember King Cotton the band, and I think they were kind of you know 
It, this this song was like a uh, like a sort of a dance funk hit. Can tell you as I look on this, it says uh, "King Cotton" is a slogan which summarized the strategy used before the American Civil War by pro secessionists in the Southern states <gasps> oh. <laughs> to claim the feasibility of secession and to prove there was no need to fear a war with the Northern states. That's where they got their name. I I don't know. Wow. I'm just I'm just reading what Google tells me. <laughs> well, yes, okay. This this song, Stick It to the Grind, became karaoke's most requested song of 1982. It says it opened several new career paths for the singer, sharing bills with the talking heads or playing gay clubs in San Francisco and New York. All That's right. great. I love this. He, they actually called him King Cotton. That was his name. Yeah. That was the name he went by. Yes, King Cotton is the stage name of Dickie Sony. Texas oh, okay. blues singer, born in 1945. Wow. Okay. He's been around. I mean, he, here we he, go. Are you ready for this? Yes. King Cotton achieved particular notoriety in the past two decades due to his appearance with John Cusack <gasps> and Tim Robbins in the 1988 film Tape Heads. Oh, which I did not see. <laughs> Most notable about the role as Roscoe is the is his end title song Roscoe's Rap which has become a cult favorite on YouTube. He also appeared in the 1989 film Blaze, starring Paul Newman. Oh, okay. So he had a little uh, and, kind of a varied career. And it gives you, a on Wikipedia, it gives you a link to King Cotton's MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then does that take you to an error page? Yeah. Oh, well, it's... Look, he's collaborated with everybody. He he collaborated with uh, Walter Becker and Donald Fagan. Yeah. So King Cotton. Okay. Well, I, I, I that's funky. I kind of like that. It is. Not kind of. I, I like that a lot. No, and that's, uh, yeah, as we listen to that, that, that is a Freddie Snakeskin song. <laughs> that's just, this is what I've definitely. learned is that, yeah, there are Freddie Snakeskin songs, and that is definitely one of them. Um, so, yeah, Stick to the Grind, King Cotton. Yeah. Um, of course, it is a song that time has forgotten. It's no longer not on that list, but it will be on our Spotify playlist. Correct. Uh, Also uh, missing from the K Rock uh, current favorites of 1982, but but on this list, uh, an LA band, The Blasters, American Music. Yes, I figured it would be missing. But were you a fan? I was so much a fan. Yeah, so much. Uh, Dave and Phil Alvin, um, just a phenomenal uh, brother combo. That uh, again, brothers. I, I guess. I don't know what the if they they get along or not. Sometimes they play. Sometimes they play together. Sometimes they don't. I think it's. I I I'm sure there were like all brothers. They had their differences. Like the Gallagher's. Like yeah, like the Gallagher's and <laughs> like the Davies, like the Robinson brothers from the Black Crows. Like they, any like the Everly brothers. Like I mean, you know, just go on and on and on. No, but brothers just can't get along for. For a bit of time until they realize they can't, uh, they, they need each other. That's a lot of time spent together when you're making music together. Oh, totally. Yeah. And plus, you know your deep, dark secrets, too. And yeah. a lot of that, I'm sure, comes out, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, American music was just a fun, I mean, it was, you know, it was rockabilly, but it was still great lyrics and just uh, Phil had this phenomenal voice. Still does. And you never big, see it. You You really mostly see Dave. So, I don't know. Well, Dave, yeah, Dave has his own thing. And Phil, I think Bill Keep, I don't know who owns the the name the Blasters. That's uh, that's kind of a that's also a sticky situation, I'm sure at times. But uh, but yeah, you, you will see the Blasters play 
Um, but I'm not sure who's in the band. So speaking, so one of the Alvins is still in the band at least. Yes. Speaking of of seeing them play, and I swear I did not remember this until they showed up on this countdown. Okay. So I saw them. I told you I saw Queen in I want to say it was 1980 or 1981. Okay. Yes. At the Forum, and I think the Blasters opened for them. Really. And I had zero recollection because I was not in. You know, I wasn't into it at the time. Yeah. That's amazing. We should confirm that. Uh, members of the rock group Queen caught a blaster show and asked them. This is in 1990. Oh, in 1980. So I did. I did. I had no recollection of who opened for them. I was so into Queen at the time. It, they toured. The blasters were on the bill with them from January oh, to is. May 1980. July 9th, we saw them. Yeah, Queen played four nights in 1980 at the Forum. Yeah. All right. Let's see how well you can remember. Oh, Do you yeah. remember what they opened with? Queen or the blasters? Queen. No. 1980. They opened with Elvis Presley's Jailhouse Rock. Oh, you would think I'd remember that. Does that sound familiar at all? It sounds familiar, but was that 40 years ago? <laughs> yeah, I understand. I know. Um, all right, so what, uh, what do you think the their first song they played after that? Then they go into We Will Rock You. They opened with We Will Rock You? Yeah, Jailhouse Rock sense. into We Will, we will rock, rock You. you. Huh. And then Let Me Entertain You. <sighs> and what else? And, and then this was for the game, so they they, yeah. they went to play the game. It's a pretty good list. Then they their encore was uh, Sheer Hot Attack, We Will Rock You Again. <laughs> yeah. we, are, we Are the Champions, and then God Save the Queen. <laughs> that, oh. like the, I'm sure the national anthem, not the Sex Pistols. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking at this this Queen list, was, it's just... That's it's a great just, show. That's you saw them in 80. Yep. I am super duper jealous. That was my first. It was not my first concert. My first concert was the Bay City Rollers. Yes. But Queen was my my you, first real adult person show. Or well, you were you couldn't drive back then. No, no. In 1980, so, I was so only went, 15. So you went with. So your parents took you, or did you? My mother. I think my mother took me, which is crazy because I don't see my mother driving from you know Northridge to the Forum. Good job, mom. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Shout out. Okay. Well, and, that's, and so yeah. And as you're 15, you don't really care about the blasters like you just want to see right i mean and i think i got there early thinking maybe i would catch them you know like i don't know because i was 15 and didn't know anything anything. no i mean that's what's so exciting about it It it's all so thrilling and that's probably why you remember the blasters it's just like oh okay this is a thing this is a band (laughs) doesn't apply to me yeah the blasters in 1980s just seeing them it was probably tough (laughs) that's a tough gig for them yeah yeah because they were playing they were playing like the palomino and you know like small (laughs) venues and they're kind of a Country yeah. rock billy band. Yeah. It's it's an odd fit, but the I would like it now. I, I don't other than that, I don't think I've ever seen them. I've seen Dave Alvin a number of times. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have seen the Blasters. I don't think I have. Really? I've seen yeah, I've seen Dave Alvin. I mean he's I've seen Dave Alvin with X. A Blaster, yeah. <laughs> You've uh, seen A Blaster. I've seen A Blaster. I think I I might have I think I've seen Phil sing before, but not I guess the Blasters. I don't know. It's hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, the Blasters are playing Starwood and Palomino, yeah. and all of a sudden they're playing, uh, suddenly the they're, playing, they're playing the four. Like Queen has anointed them. There you yeah. go. Come on. Come on and play. That's how it happens sometimes. Love it. Yeah. All right. We are... Uh, Number 44. We're just slowly... <laughs> rolling. There's going to be a lot to uh, apparently, edit. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Uh, 44. Walla Voodoo, Mexican Radio. Yep. From Call of the West. Uh, yes, you know I love this song, and um, 
I think I love the video even more. For some reason, the video sticks in my head. Yep. You say, yep. Is there, yeah. is there an image that sticks in your head? Like when I think of it, what? When there, there's, there's a thing in the, I mean, they're singing, you know, they're, they're doing like this video shoot. But the, the one thing I remember is just uh, a woman baking beans and lifting up the lid and there's Stan Ridgeway, like in the beans, <laughs> like singing, like his, his head is in the pot filled with beans. I don't, I, you know, it's just a weird funny. thing. So then I looked on Wikipedia <laughs> and apparently those beans were cooked by Bob Casale of Devo. So I don't, For real? I, I don't, you know, it was in Wikipedia. I don't know if that's true or not, but, uh, but I, but that is like an image that's still stuck in my head of that, that whole thing. That was that, like a big video too, that Mexican radio. It was a big video. See that, this song just reminds me of MTV. I mean, I mean, yeah. obviously we heard it on K-Rock, but it was total MTV and uh, they did it in Tijuana. In like you said, in Mexico, and they did it in a day and a half. And he said the record company, San Ridgway said the record company didn't want to spend money on the video. It was like an accidental hit on MTV. I think that's how hits are made. Or, you know, like you don't have a budget, you just kind of, you can kind of wing it maybe, or just kind of, you don't have to be something elaborate, like go for, oh, everyone's going to love this. We're going to have explosions. Fireworks. Breaking glass and things like that. Everything, it's going to be great. But, you know. When you keep it simple and, you know, if well, the band when you're is an interesting. Artist. Yeah, Stan, Stan Ridgway is, uh, he, he was extremely, you know, in that video, he's extremely watchable and just kind of intriguing. And so I think that was, that was part of the hit or, you know, that's what made appeal. it. Yeah, that was a huge appeal. Yeah. Yes. And of course, this is still on the K-Rock list. Yes, of yeah, course. Of course. It only, this song made it to number 58 here on the charts, on the regular, you know, like we'd guess billboard chart, 58, which I guess kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it was like it's a little a, too alternative. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was played on MTV. It was played on our local uh, MV3. You remember MV3? Yes. I yes. I remember seeing, that was actually in the title sequence, I think. And maybe that's why it sticks in my head. Like when they were doing the MV3 hosted by Richard Blade. Yeah. And <laughs> Uh, there was, yeah, there was the image of, uh, they, they used a lot of those images from the, the video to, uh, for their opening credits. Oh, I can't even picture that, but sure. One that day, makes sense. one day you'll watch, I'll, I'll send you a link of MV3. I know you It was will. our local, it was like our American bandstand really. We got, yeah. came home from school and there was teenagers. A lot of, I think a lot of them went to my high school or, you know, a few of them got to, dan- oh, really? got to dance on the MV3 show. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Super exciting. All right. So we're moving. We got to keep this moving. We're just just blah, blah, blahing along. 43, the pretenders back on the chain gang. Still great. Yep. Are we going to see Chrissy at the bowl? Are we going to do this? When is this? This is the summer. Yeah. I need a date. I mean, we need a date. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she's doing, I don't know if she's got an album coming out or anything, but she is definitely on that uh, Hollywood Bowl calendar. Yeah. Um, and that would be, uh, that'd be fun. Always good. Always good to see her. Yeah. I feel like I'm you know, kind of checking in with some artists like, okay, oh, good to see you. Yeah. See what you're doing. Oh, you're looking <laughs> yes. good. Thanks these for song, having me. These songs still sound great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Good. Yeah. So we've talked about this before. We've talked about this song specifically and this being a tribute to, this was right after James Honeyman Scott uh, died. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know this. I read a little more about it. So and then Pete Farndon died, and right. the song "Learning to Crawl" was. I mean, the album "Learning to Crawl" was, you know, a kind of a response. Yes, but then I I read that the picture of you that she refers to in the song. You know, I found a picture uh, of you. Yeah, 
Uh, do you know? She she so the picture that she found in her wallet was of Ray Davies. So the song actually started off to be about him, but then the meaning changed when James Honeyman Scott died. I'm not pointing. Yeah, no, that's well, that's interesting. <laughs> so I didn't know that. Did you? No, I did know. It, like back on the chain gang is uh, kind of a um, it's an homage to Sam Cooke's. That's oh, really? A, that's the sound of the men working on the chain gang. They do the same ooh, ah. Yeah, because yeah. what I read is that the, the, chain, the reference to the chain gang in this song is a reference to the music business. And, you know, everybody, managers, touring oh. companies all wanting their pound of flesh, all forcing her and the band to decide their future, hire new members and, you know, get them back into the studio so I, th- oh, the, I, I thought it was a reference to the, the powers that... I didn't get any of that. All I knew was like it was Sam Cooke's. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, very interesting. No, that's, that's, she knew the song. It's I don't, I don't, I don't know if they gave her, <laughs> the, whoever wrote the Chain Gang song, some credit. But, uh, but yeah, it's kind of, I would call it an homage, kind of, yeah. in, in tone. or just, the, t- the song. It's, I mean, when you listen to yeah, the song. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just melodically. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Moving up to 42 from uh, an album that you can't stand and think it's just a piece of garbage and should be thrown away. Um, this <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. It's just not my said. favorite. No, that is not. You are, you are putting words in my mouth. <laughs> okay. It's a, the song is Too Much Information from Ghost in the Machine. Yeah. FYI, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> okay. So you love this album. No, I and don't. And you love this song. I am sorry. What? You do. I, I you mean you do. The, I do. Not one of the most memorable songs, too much information. Um, I, I happen to, as far as the songs on this <laughs> album, I'm going to go against everything you say today. Have, okay. Go ahead. Do tell. Tell me Tell me about too much information. I, do, I, I don't have any information on too much information. I, 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 I like the song. It's fine. <laughs> it's perfectly okay. Not, not my favorite from this album. I'm actually surprised it's on this list. Um, but it, but back in the day, it was. So what 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 if you were? Do you have the song list, the track listing there? I don't. But oh. uh, I, every little thing and uh, a spirit in the material world came spirits, from this too. Yeah, I mean those those were phenomenal. And the, this is the highest charting song, I believe. Is that true? Kids. As I'm looking at, see now I'm looking ahead. I don't see the police anywhere else on here. So this was their. This was according to K Rock in this list. This was their their. Uh, their big smash hit. Amazing, because I that is, song is not I forgot. Yes, you know what song I actually I love on this album. The one song I just this it's it's the sound of this album. I was never a huge fan of every little thing she does. You know, I like. I mean, I love the Police. And right. by the way, I saw Stuart Copeland get interviewed last week when I was at this conference in Switzerland. Oh, nice. he was a he was a fabulous interview. He was so uh, funny and energetic and. Um, I totally enjoyed it. I'll show you a video from it if you would like. I love uh, Rehumanize Yourself. That's okay. a song from this album I love. That's a good song. Yeah. But yeah, there's some there's some really, really good stuff mm-hmm. on there. Is he still doing soundtracks or what's he? Uh, he um, I don't, like, he's or, orchestrating music a, a lot. But. He just said, they played a clip during the interview of the, you know, he did the, the music for Equalizer, that series back in the eight, 80s, okay. 90s. They played it. It was really he's, Good. He's brilliant. I mean, he's you know. Yeah, he's one of those guys where you you hear a, dr- a drum sound and that's like, was, oh yeah, that's Stuart Copeland, of yeah. course. I think there's only a few of those. Yeah. Where you hear the sound like, oh yeah, yeah. That's where oh, those, totally. That's where go star. That's Neil Peart. <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like. I don't. Know. Yes. Uh, okay, so let's uh, move on to the next. Oh, okay, can we so, not move on to the next one? 
Yeah. Can we not? Yeah. This is the, this is our last one we'll talk about to, uh, for this episode. Finally, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, The Cure. Primary. Class of 2019 mm-hmm. are, are in this song. You like the song? Uh, I have primary. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yes. Do you know what's phenomenal about this? I mean, there's, there's a lot of great things about this song. Yeah, everything about it is phenomenal. Are you, uh, what are you going to tell me about the double bass? I love the double bass. Yeah. How many guitarists are playing on this yeah. song? Uh, there are no guitars playing on this oh, song. How many, how many, what, are there any keyboards? I love the keyboards on this song. No keyboards. What? <laughs> there are no keyboards in primary. Uh, what? <laughs> Is that? <laughs> uh, Shocking. Yeah. I just say you keel over and yeah. shocked. No, I mean, I, I, actually, this is one of those songs where like, if you want to describe what the Cure music sounds like, you would just put on this song. Like, yeah, this I, is, yeah. This is, this is the Cure. Yes. I mean, this is like modern, yeah, modern Cure. Uh yes. Good stuff. I love, uh, yeah, lyrically, I love this this song. Yeah. But so th- there was one thing that kind of made me laugh because I think primary is kind of about like first sexual experiences or something. Hmm. Um, but the <laughs> there's a line. The very first time I touched your skin, I thought of a story and rushed to reach the end too soon, which I think means he probably got a little too excited. Okay. About this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, could you describe it a little more in detail? Okay, so what's happening... <laughs> I got it. All right. I guess really when you think about it, see, I'm I'm a when I read the lyrics like that, I can see what you're saying, but as I'm singing it, I don't really think no, about nobody it. Nobody does. That's why yeah. I mean you, that that's part of the fun is I mean you you can hearing songs, that's yeah. why you could hear songs over and over and over and over again, especially the good ones, you get something different out of it and sometimes <laughs> you could break it down like just hearing you know, just the vocals or just the listening to the double bass mm-hmm. or just I mean there's just uh, for something that's just got bass and drums in the song it's phenomenal it's really a, a great song and uh, that that could get them in the hall of fame just for that one song yeah maybe that's what did it could have been did you see any of the uh the rock and roll hall mm-hmm. of fame or did you hear anything no about not yet it? but trent did a nice uh i read his speech that he read to uh induct them and it was really nice i have to send you a link of him being interviewed by this super giddy interviewer <laughs> was it me <laughs> i thought i thought of you now, i mean it's just <laughs> There's so much hype uh, sometimes with on these red carpet interviews. Yeah. And so this woman comes up to him. Hi, Robert Kiss Smith from The Cure. It's so great to see you. Are you so ex- are you as excited as I am about <laughs> seeing you being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And then he deadpan says, well, I guess not as excited as you are. <laughs> I think I did see that clip. <laughs> oh, you know what? That, that response is so Robert Smith. And it was mm-hmm. just it was just brilliant. And so congratulations to The Cure. Yay. And congratulations to us for finishing this episode of the podcast. Congratulations. Oh, my God. We got the uh, talk from forever. What, what, we're, not we're not finished. A, what? We're not finished. What do we do? We are doing the 1980s rock and roll quiz deck. Okay. Of so course we are. Let me ask you, since you've, uh, did you ask me any questions this time? I, well, I'm, I, see, I love that you don't remember me asking you any questions. What am I doing? I'm picking a <laughs> Pick card. Pick a card. Okay. Any card. And I'm going to ask you the question. Do not try and sneak a peek at it. I can't see a thing. I can't read from that far away. Oh, okay. You're going to get it with the first sentence. The Cure. <laughs> no. Okay. This New Jersey hair metal band broke through with a number. Bon Jovi. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I read the rest? Yes, please do. This New Jersey hair metal band broke through with a number one album in 1986. The By album's- the way, not hair metal. Come on. Like hair uh- pop. Pop, hair pop metal. Okay, but that's not a thing. They hair were not metal. metal. All right, go ahead. Actually, we would just say hair band. They were a hair band, right. for sure. Okay, the album stayed at number one for 15 weeks. 
a record for a metal band. You put that in quotes. Air quotes, yes. Spawned two number one singles and remains one of the top ten best-selling metal albums. They two could, years later, the oh. band followed up with another number one album. What band is it? All right, well, it's you Bon Jovi, and we're talking Slippery When Wet? Slipper- or are we talking about uh, the one after that, which I can't remember what that is. No, Slippery When Wet you, we, is what we're talking about. And there but was then, New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. That's the one we're talking about. That's the one we're talking about. Well, we were talking about the band, but the, yeah, we're talking about the bon two Jovi. years later, the band followed up with a number one album. I didn't know New Jersey went to number one. Oh, of course. Come on. It's Bon Jovi. Of course. It's, not, it's the middle of the 80s. So before he made it big, John Bon Jovi, born John Francis Bon Jovi on March 2nd, 1962 in Perth, Amboy, New Jersey, worked as a janitor at his cousin's recording studio and recorded his own material in his off hours. In addition to working with the band, he has appeared as an actor in many TV and film productions. All right. That's right. He was in Young Guns, too. I was about to say. Okay. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. He started, but he, he was one of the main. Down, he was going down in the blaze of glory, you know. <laughs> yes. He was one of the guns. He was one of the young guns. Can we wrap up this oh, episode of What Difference goodness, Does It Make? Thank goodness. Let's wrap this. No. As always, a wonderful episode. Thanks, Holly. This has been great. Thanks, Dave. Uh, check you later. Check you later. Oh, that's you. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.